Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rum and Regret podcast. I am Andy Drake. Johanna Myers. Nate Tussie, and we drink and we know things. Uh, it is Wednesday, October 11th. It's been a hot minute since we pressed the record button. Life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, so this is our uh, Ahsoka final review. Uh, and of course, we can't do an Ahsoka review without the great Scott Bennett. Scott Bennett, back with us. In the driver's seat. <laughs> oh, so, so good to be here and watch all of you polish your Funko Pops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you call it? Yes. Good. 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 <laughs> Most excellent. It's going to say, I think I've got Vader up there. Right. <laughs> oh, man. It's, mm. It is scary, the cornucopia of Funko Pops I have within arm's reach right here. <laughs> so. mm. I just inherited a bunch. Uh, Addie did a was like, I'm too old for Funko oh. Pops. <laughs> Handed them all to me in a box, and she has like some of the coolest oh. stuff. That's ridiculous. Someone so has to do a, a study. Um, and 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 by the way, uh, I'm I will not yuck anyone's yum. I will say that the Funko Pop arena is one area of uh, nerddom and collecting where I don't go. Yeah. Um, but I've got young kids, and I've noticed that you just can't buy toys now that don't have like enormous heads and a shitload of accessories. Every toy <laughs> has a gigantic head and, and like, and like shoes and purse and baseball bat and skateboard, like, right. And, yeah. uh, and more shit and to sell you. <laughs> fungo pop, fungo pops like are in that category too. And I just wonder what, what it, what it is in the culture that made people want toys with oversized heads. I, I, the, well, I don't, does it have anything to do with the oversized eyes that they always put on the cute things? Maybe yeah, it's, yeah it's it could be. It could be like uh, a baby. Exactly. Like you want. But all the Funko Pops are black soulless eyes. They're not like the cute <laughs> anime eyes. Yeah, that's I, yeah you know. That, yeah. I just, it's I don't a child know. to someone. <laughs> I just think when there's a trend that, that um, you know, pervasive uh, across, you know, you know, cultures and expressions and everything like there's something else going on and i don't know um, yeah. maybe one day I'll, I'll uncover the secret but well anyway, I, sorry for that no 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 I, just I, I can simply say as a person with an oversized head i finally feel represented <laughs> in the in the figure in the I action figure yeah. uh, landscape so uh so i think that's <laughs> why i love the funko pop so much is that they're me. I can, I can, no, no, I'm just, um, <laughs> so, um, uh, let's just get into it. So the last time we talked, it was mid season. Uh, we had just gotten the teaser that, um, uh, Ahsoka was in the world between worlds. She, uh, we had just seen, uh, Anakin show up. Uh, and so sure enough, like we have all of that to talk through <laughs> tonight. Um, and and yeah. more and so uh yeah so uh, and again we can start sort of right where we left off where it, it sort of jumps into this uh these wonderful sort of uh uh rebels live action rebels uh sort of replays of these battles and young ahsoka and anakin uh sort of going through the you know her her learning her lessons sort of process um 
let's make sure we're let's throw out the Clone Wars is where oh, it happens, right. uh, so we don't get oh, uh, right. <laughs> nerd yeah. struck from the internet. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's immediately where my okay. mind went. This is all Clone Wars yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, and so as someone who's only picked and you know a few episodes here and there to watch, please <laughs> shame me all sorts. But um, <laughs> like uh, so like Scott, like watching this episode in particular. Uh, as a fan of the animated series, like what did you think of this of this episode in particular? I think what I liked was it it didn't it didn't take me out of the moment and make me think too hard about the animated series. I mean, there were there were moments like when you know Captain Rex walks through the frame, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which of course, are are some pretty emotional callbacks, yeah. But um, at at the end of the day, it it didn't matter. Um, you know, which, which battles they were jumping back and forth from. I, I know she mentioned the Siege of Mandalore, um, but it it just it just showed like her her progression of, of of you know what she had to learn, what Anakin was trying to show her, and that's an example I think of. <clears throat> you know, I, I think it's a fair criticism that you know much of the characterization and story probably is is lost on people who didn't you know, watch the animated series. We talked a bit about that last time. Yeah. And that's fair. But I think this, that episode in particular, um, you don't need to have seen any of those shows to, to, to feel the impact. I mean, you understand right. that, you know, she was a on during, during the clone wars and, um, they had us, they had a, a, a very unique relationship. And, and I, I thought that really came across. Yeah. Um, so from, from a story wise, um, I, I thought it was it was a home run. I thought um, the, uh, the the lightsaber battle. Um, I don't know. All the neck bird, neck beards are whining about Rosario Dawson's. Well, actually, not all of them, but some loud people <laughs> on the internet are, are saying that the lightsaber duels were underwhelming. And it's like, I, as long as the the duel is story driven, like I'm not going to tie myself into knots over who has the best yeah. double. I don't care. Right. Like, Choreography is 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 secondary to the story to me. Like unless it's so bad that it takes you out of it, which it was not. So anyway, sorry. No, yeah. Get well, they sort of saying the same thing about the finale with Maul and Obi Wan. Yeah. Which is completely story driven if you know what the hell is going on. Exactly. Like, at first, I went, "What the hell? That's it?" But then, oh, okay. I'll you're watching a few times. Google a little yeah. bit, and oh shit, it's completely tactical. Yeah. There's there's perfect. story embedded in the forms that. Oh, anyway, now we're talking about rebels, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so okay, yeah. I thought it was it was really it was it was fascinating because um, you know Ahsoka was was at a point where she was not committing to moving forward. She just was saying, oh, you know, I think she said, I go where I'm needed. Yeah. Um, and, um, and Anakin just basically put it in front of her. It's like, you, you can't just, you know, you've got, it's like life or death at this point, you know, you can't, you, you've got to go in all the way yeah. and, and reconnect yourself to what matters or, you, or you're just going to drown in this, on, on, on this planet, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I thought that was really well done. The other really great piece of dialogue in there was when she calls him out for, you know, becoming Darth Vader and he just says, is that what this is about? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, like, it took me a second, but then I realized, God, that is that is so brilliant because he's like, yeah. we're not here to talk about my shit. We're yeah. Here, you know, we're here because of where you're at. And I thought that was really great. So from from a from just a, a you know, 
a story point of view um, and, you know, dialogue, it, it was, it just hit all the right buttons. I thought, I don't know how it could be done better. I, I really enjoyed it there. The effects were great. The kind of, you know, the way he would morph from Vader back to Anakin. Yeah. Um, yeah. The transitions were on point. Daddy was were, going nuts yeah. over those. Like yeah. the TikTok generation was celebrating that. Yeah. Just beautiful. Just beautiful. And then um, like from like a, you know, critical point of view or, you know, production point of view, I thought um, Hayden's acting was sensational. Uh, yeah. I thought, um, especially that moment at the end where he, he literally turns back into Anakin, like in front of your eyes, like he goes from the yellow eyed Sith to like having that smirk. Yeah. You know, I just, it was, um, it was proof. And I think I, I said something along these lines last time. Um, and I, you know, George Lucas has many gifts um but you know working with actors is not one of them and yeah. i think a lot of really great actors suffered in the prequels because of that yeah um the prequels have a lot of great ideas and and some uneven execution and some bad acting and and but i but i don't think that's on the actors and and i think you know natalie portman and ewan mcgregor they all got a pass because they've been great in other things sam jackson has been great in other things yeah and then, you know hayden christensen has been you know getting you know beat up for a decade plus because of his performance and i always had a suspicion that he there was a good actor in that guy that just yeah. needed to be unleashed and and this this episode is proof of that um I, by the way i just love how the live action series are giving these moments of redemption redemption to people like hayden christensen ewan mcgregor to an extent even ahmed best yeah and you know I mean, I, him. I, I think we all need to do right by Jake Lloyd. Like, oh, I think yeah, absolutely. He's he got so uh, he quit the business, and I think he got into some trouble. I don't, I don't, I don't want to speculate, but um, that guy got a raw deal as well. Anyway, another tangent, but that, yeah, that episode was, was the was the heart of the series. Um, the way that you see um, Rosario's performance change yeah at the end of it um was was great so all that all the the you know the reaction to her being so stoic and and uh and dry and and not really committing to anything in, in that first handful of episodes you that shift at the end of this one and then throughout the rest of the series um yeah you know we're just going we're, we're gonna follow these whales who knows what'll happen like you yeah know, that is not something have said you know the the episode previous so um so yeah i that that was a i watched it um twice that episode just because i i didn't want to i wanted to go back and like see what i missed but um yeah yeah big fan no notes yeah <laughs> um so now joe as someone who didn't really catch the animated stuff when they for this episode especially uh, when you were watching this, what did you like? How did you sort of interpret this this episode? Um, I to Scott's point, you know, you really don't need that much context. Like it's pretty pretty cut and dry what's going yeah. on. And it's like you know, I've I've seen a handful of episodes, and like basically, I knew all I needed to know is like Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan, right. and. The only thing, like, I think I mentioned in the last podcast is um, I have no idea what this whole world between worlds thing is, but I'm guessing it's some kind of limbo mm. situation. And so, you know, right. it, 
again, like it, it didn't, it, it didn't take away anything from me watching it. I was like, kind of like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because um, that was another thing that would have been really, you know, all these Star Wars shows are, they get so, it's really hard to have, you know, expository dialogue to explain all the things that are happening. And that was another kind of masterstroke was we saw the world between worlds and it didn't have to be explained. Right. You know, the, the, the trope of, of the hero coming close to death and having a vision and making a choice that that's, that goes back centuries in storytelling. And, and if that's all the world between worlds was in the, in the Ahsoka show, then, then fine. Perfect. Right. We know it's more than that. If you watched rebels, like you have more of an explanation and more of a context and, and that's cool too. But again, like this, this was made maybe the only episode that really threaded the needle perfectly in yeah. terms of not of, of like, you don't need to have, you don't need all this backstory from, from the other shows. Right. And I love the parallel. Well, <laughs> the internet, you got to love the internet. I love the internet parallels of, uh, her starting as Ahsoka the gray and then becoming Ahsoka the white, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> and, well, and, and I mean, and to your point, yeah, her attitude completely changes and her, her mannerisms change and her, I mean, and just to sort of hit us over the head with it, her outfit changes, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it really, it, 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 yeah, she's a different person now. She got, she got what she needed to get from Anakin and her experience in the world between worlds to relive these events and see what she needed to see in order to become, you know, the, the person that she needed to become for the second half of the series. Um mm-hmm. So speaking of the outfit change, is this the first time we see comfy socks in Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time we see bald Ahsoka in Star Wars, and I don't want to see yeah. it again. It was so weird. With like, wait, what's missing? Oh, God, her headset, her headdress yeah. is missing. Oh, and she gets a new, he gets the upgraded yeah. uh, White Lotus version. In the, in the yeah. Uh, um, Nate, what did you think of this? Uh, geez. So this ca- this episode came off my previous favorite episode, which would have been episode four, because it had some some of the best Star Wars fights, uh, lightsaber fights that we've seen um, in TV, at least, and pretty much Star Wars in general. Um, the the main fight between Balin and, and Ahsoka was just fantastic, yeah. and I loved the <laughs> the kind of uh, the the Shin um, uh, Sabine fight in the forest was really cool too. Just a great. Great ju- juxtaposition right. there, but anyway, that that was the wrong episode. Uh, this would have been, easily overtook that as the best episode of the the series so far um, at this point, and it, I love the context that it adds to the Clone Wars, where the Jedi are actually using child soldiers to fight their war. Like she's a yeah. teen in the in the Clone Wars, so um, she doesn't really spend much time in the temple. She's not, you know, a bookworm. She's on the battlefield, being taught how to kill and lead soldiers and you know, survive basically. Um, and so this episode was really like her, it's like her crucible to, to push through her, her cave on Dagobah right. kind of thing to kind of become her master or see what could happen if she would become her master, push through the other side and kind of become whole. He has a chance to finish his training. Yeah. He, I think he literally says that in the episode um, that he wants to finish her training. Um, again, the, like Scott called out the the transitions where Hayden is walking and then there's a flash and he's Vader and there's a flash and he's back. Yeah. And, and the, the transitions from the world between worlds to the, 
the battlefields from the Clone Wars and from the, uh, the prequel trilogy, uh, really just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so the lightsaber fights I think were perfect. I don't, I wouldn't have changed anything. Uh, I love how how you get the sense of raw power mm-hmm. that Anakin has, where he's just doing a like a one parry and a step, and it knocks Ahsoka back. Yeah, you know, several steps. It's it's really fantastic. I love how he got his like Obi Annie flourish again. Right. You know, on the on one of the um, the walkways of the world between worlds. It was fantastic. Uh, I love the fact that we got to Morrison as all of the clones, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and obviously Rex shows up. Uh, we also got the uh, the painted clone trooper helmets, yeah, uh, that are painted like Ahsoka's uh, markings um, because that was her her regiment. Um, just a lot of great. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, they they mentioned. I think was this the episode where they talk about? Is this where Hera is under trial too? No, no, that no, was the no, next no. one. Yeah, that's after this one is when they they give the and we need to talk about the end of this episode because that was really spectacular yeah. as well. Like the, right. the escape from the the surface and you know re- recruiting the pod of Purgle, um, right, 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 yeah, yeah. and all all the stuff they had to do with the New Republic fleet. Like that was just really well done. Well, and yeah, and you get you get Jason at the at the sort of the point where he's. He can hear Ahsoka in the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. What he can hear the the lightsaber right. fighting. He mentions that. Can you hear the lightsabers? Like, yeah, no. and it, well, and, and I thought that was interesting too because this was kind of his last, like that was his last sort of big scene in the in the series. Like he didn't yep. really he didn't really have a whole lot to do. I don't I don't think we saw him <laughs> at the. At, Towards... No, we shouldn't either because you don't take a kid to well, another no, well, galaxy I, I, again. <laughs> but we did. We do see to Scott's point. We do see Hera, right? Yeah. We do see her. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and so, but yeah, no, just the the launching off to the other gallery to the other galaxy. Um, I it'll, it'll be great when Ezra gets to train Jason like Kanan trained him. Oh yeah, that, that's going to be an amazing full circle moment when that happens. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and I mean, we can let's let's talk about the the sort of the end of that episode, and I think that we can just talk about the whole sort of back half of the series as one uh, because mm-hmm. I think it's it's I mean, there's so much in there, but again, I don't know that we need to break it down episode by episode. Uh, can I throw out this quote Please. real quick from this episode sure. that I found online? Uh, Give it to Filoni to dedicate the entire episode of a, to the Lord of the Ring to a Lord of the Rings reference. Ahsoka literally fights her version of a Balrog, falls into shadow before emerging dressed <laughs> in white, like Gandalf the White. She seems even more cheerful than before, more like her old self. So, both of what you right. guys said, but I just love the way that that yeah, put it together. Yeah, no, it totally works. Yeah, I also think that um, this. This is where the, and I like the series as a whole. Um, so no, you know, this is not shade on the first, you know, half of the series, but this, I mean, things turn a corner, obviously, in a big way in the story, but also in the characterizations. And I feel like after this episode, um, this really great things happen. This really great thing happens where the stakes get raised yeah. in, in very real ways and it gets more fun. And like, what's more Star Wars than that? Right. Know? And and so at, at the conclusion of this episode, you know, we, we, we have the, you know, the beginning of the next one, the, the Eye of Scion, you know, arrives on on, on Peridia. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, with, and we know that Ahsoka is on the way, you know, we meet, we meet Thrawn. Uh, we can talk about that. Oh God, the design of the night troopers. Oh man. Um, it's just, you know, I mean, I, there, there are times when we get, you know, version of Stormtrooper number 789. Where I'm like, okay, have you not sold enough toys yet? <laughs> yeah, um, right. this, this time it was like, holy shit, that's cool. Yeah. And, the, you know, the way they have like the, the I, I presume like the, the garments of the Night Sisters, you know, like wrapped around their armor. And um, what's the name of that freaky captain? Um, he looks like a Micronaut. Oh, it was like, was um, it like Enoch or something oh, like that? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Enoch. I mean that 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 dude is interesting. We don't even I, know why. I know, um, like the Roman mask in the stormtrooper mm-hmm. armor. <laughs> like, yeah, it was crazy. It was one of, I, I think yeah. it was one of the coolest visuals that you could have ever done for a stormtrooper. Like, you're just you're so used it, to seeing me uncomfortable. Like, it was. <laughs> it was in, in in like a good way, you know. Right. And then and again, like so, this the the series turns a corner. The stakes get raised. It gets more fun. It also just starts getting weird again. Like the 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 Noti, the Turtle People. Yeah. You know, like you know, a planet full of again, like we've seen this in Star Wars many times, but you know, a planet full of a somewhat primitive species who you know who help you know our heroes do what they need to do. Right. You know, and then. And then you've got, you know, Sabine banished the 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 story of um of what Balin is really after starts to to take shape, although you don't really know. He just wants to break some kind of cycle and he thinks the secret's on the planet and and um and then you know we have the the we have uh Ezra and and Sabine, you know, reuniting and yeah. um and if you did watch Rebels, like the way that they just ease into the relationship as it yep. was on the show was just was just great. Yeah, the banter was back almost immediately. Yep. Did we lose you? Yeah. I'm still here. Okay. Yeah, I no, I and I like I I felt that and I like I really appreciated like what they must have done as actors to really sort of bring that home and make you feel like they're they're almost extensions of their animated characters right you know like for two actors who have never portrayed these characters before and have ha- ever had to interact to come together and you could really sort of see you know it 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 really just speaks to the writing of this of the episodes and saying you know and i mean and that's the thing too is that you know i mean feloni really obviously these are his characters right and you know, like it, it just it. No one else could have done this, right? I don't think anyone other than Filoni could have put together an Ahsoka series and made it as as good or as interesting as it came out to be. Um, like, but yeah, I, I mean, Thrawn showing up in the sort of uh um <laughs> in the in the gold the, you know like the streaks of gold star destroyer theory, like yeah. oh my god like <laughs> i just thought i i mean and i've always been fascinated with uh the the stories of um uh what's the word i'm looking for of exile right mm-hmm. and what you have to do to sort of survive and like Thrawn, well, so and the whales, 
jump Thrawn and Ezra to like Night Sister Central, right? <laughs> Which couldn't have worked out any better for Thrawn, <laughs> right? So I just and I, like I just thought that I mean, and the um, what now? What are they? The mothers, like the night? Are they night mothers? Are they what were they called? Night Sister, the Great the Mothers. Great Mothers, yeah, right? They're, yeah, they're a group of Night Sisters, yeah, like the OG progenitor Night Sisters, I right? Guess. Yeah, and I mean, and I know that we've that that you know the Night Sisters have been part of this sort of ancillary Star Trek universe. Like it, it, they never it, I, <laughs> Star, Star Trek. Well, I'm universe. sorry, Star Wars universe. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that really cool been though best. come on i did it i went there sorry warp speed before disney acquires yeah, right quickly. yeah um so no so anyway i just to have them come in canon and to have them be so like prevalent <laughs> prevalent to this story right and to be so much of a factor of thrawn being able to keep his numbers in a way right survive and yeah back, and yeah. really and really you know like don't really have to worry about losing people because <laughs> we'll just snap them right back <laughs> everything will be fine yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think that happens until the end though i, I uh, think they're they're stranded on this planet for five years they have the armors repaired they probably have like some mojo going around with the the red cloth well those recycled um, death troopers didn't look <laughs> Good. no they were definitely dead dead at the end <laughs> yeah what i mean what i mean is that i the the way well we're getting ahead of ourselves now because mm -hmm. the, in the last episode there's the whole it, like, yeah recruitment scene and thrawn is kind of were they informed of what's happening like it seems like those are the his ride or die guys that have been around for five years like ha part of the those people that he's survived with for so yeah. long it's that that's why it kind of seems like it they weren't all uh you know barbecue well yeah so but the, the the um the dark jedi that ahsoka defeats uh on the planet that they jump from that green mist rises from him when he right. but we don't get yeah. that on any of the other guys. well yeah. yeah and so i just so i just i figured it was sort of a lesser magic since uh morgan mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily like fully powered at this point to bring yeah i think that's a safe, i think that's a safe assumption yeah. Um, hmm. In terms of what what they're made of, no, we. I mean, I don't know. The night troopers might already be dead. Uh, some of them might be alive. Some of them might be dead. Like we we don't know. It, ultimately, it right. doesn't matter. Um, right. There, there was. Some, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to like. I, I don't mean. <laughs> no, it's great. Right. Like true. I just. It was a great design, and then later mm -hmm. on, like the way that they they tied all those threads together. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I love how you know. For, for those who are fans of the animated series, the way Filoni took, um, you know, arguably the most compelling um, toys from those shows <laughs> yeah. and dropped them into this. So, you know, yeah. Night Sisters. Um, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the we'll talk about the, the final scene in, in a second. Yeah. Um, but then there are also some really great tiebacks to original trilogy, which I'm old as fuck, so I appreciate, but, um, <laughs> you know, having C-3PO come in and, and kind of save the day with, with you know, with uh, with Princess Leia yeah. kind of pulling the strings and getting hair out of a jam, um, that was really great. Also, I, the um, 
the beginning of the episode when when uh, Yang is uh, is you know telling stories to Ahsoka that he used to tell back in the in the in the Jedi Temple, and he starts with a long time ago in a galaxy far far away. Like, yeah, like that's like mm-hmm. a crawls with him the yeah. whole time. I know <laughs> it's just that that could have been so cheesy and so dumb, but it, yeah, it, it was just so perfect good. from that. In that moment, from that character to to yeah, it just yeah, I don't know. There's no, it, um, it didn't feel. Lot I loved it too. And he was telling her kind of what for, and then she was just like, "You know what? Never mind. Tell me those stories you told me when I was a kid." Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to hear your shit right now. But yeah, no. To your point, Scott, it never felt forced. Like that line, what didn't feel forced, and it fit in the perfect way to to like. Uh, any, I don't, I don't know that any Star Wars fan heard that and groaned. You know, mm-hmm. like I just, I, I think, and it was, and it could easily have been a groan moment if it wasn't done right. And I just think it was done perfectly. And not to point out the yeah. obvious, but they are literally going to another galaxy that was far, far away <laughs> right. as he's telling the story. Just very right. quick. So I, I'm sure. I'm sure, you know, Filoni was patting himself on the back after writing that line. I know what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. yeah. So let me see. What are, what are we, what have we left out? So then we get, we get the gang um, all back together on uh, Peridia. Um, and, well, and we get that, we get that sort of pre-battle where uh, they want to, they want to give, um, Sabine wants to give Ezra back his lightsaber and he's like, no, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. not now. And he's doing his little, oh, yeah. his little, I, I, his drunken master way yes. of the force <laughs> <Yeah>. situation. <laughs> yeah. a, the perfect way to put it. That is the mm. perfect way to put it. And I, I, yeah. I loved, I, yeah, I, I loved that part of it. I, I thought that episode in particular was just sort of a like a, a of all the episodes, it was a little less substancey, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Before the end, which so and I just I I just thought that it seemed like they were trying to fill time in a way, but again we we did need to see sort of what Ezra sort of has become in his exile in a way, mm-hmm. you know, hanging with the turtle people, and then eventually after sort of fighting with Sabine and Ahsoka again, it, you know, he's like, okay, no, I I need a lightsaber, <laughs> I need to mm-hmm. I need to build. <laughs> um, yeah, that was it. A- touching scene when he, you know, completes his lightsaber and, and hears stories about his master, um, Kanan Jarrus yeah. from Hiang. That was, that was, that was another, just, you know, another callback, but not, it was move the story along it was more than just fan service. Um, and I got, I don't know, it was like really exciting to see Ezra in live action, flick mm-hmm. the switch and have that blue blade come out. It was just like awesome. I mean, talk about perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Like beyond, beyond so Ray Park as Balin, my favorite character. Ray Stevenson, obviously, in this entire series. Ray, sorry, Ray Stevenson, Ray Park. <laughs> Jesus, uh, um, it's okay, rip. dude. I said sorry. Star Trek earlier. That's okay. <laughs> right. Okay. There you go. That's the one I get. Uh, no pressure. Um, the I mean, the casting for Ezra was absolutely spot on. Like initially, I was like, but he nailed it. Just uh-huh. perfect, out of the park, and the the chemistry he had with Sabine and everyone was perfect, kind of just on point. Um, I do really love the to continue a little bit on that moment you're talking about, Scott, where 
uh, Hugh Yang was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, Caleb, he was a very, uh, maybe a little oversensitive, um, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing, just kind of rewinding, um, teaching him how to make a saber, and then base finds the same emitter, uh-huh. like the, the sister emitter to the one that he gave to to Kanan when he built his lightsaber, and then he's like, oh, perfect. And there was there was a little thing I just watched earlier, I think it was a Nerdist um, review, where there was when he's building his lightsaber and he's like, no, 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 that emitter is too narrow. It was like a dig at the, supposedly it was a dig at the rebels series because all of their lightsabers are like super thin, like, <laughs> yeah, like paper clip thin. Uh. So they, they have a bunch of those hidden kind of Easter eggs throughout the entire thing. Um, just to call back real quick on, what was this back in episode six, maybe. So when they actually when they actually arrive in the other in Peridia, Thia mm-hmm. Silent arrives and they f- meet Thrawn. Um, uh, Thrawn chooses to honor Balin Skull's promise by letting Sabine go out, mm-hmm. gives her a mount, gives her provisions. Here's where Ezra is, and it's all part of his like larger. Well, he folds it into his larger plan of how to get Ahsoka away from yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. And because he knows that, you know, she's super powerful or whatever. Um, but there was a bunch of back and forth in that, in that moment about with Balin and, uh, and uh, Thrawn talking about, um, well, you're not the only Jedi who's fallen and a bunch of like kind of undercurrent things that, I mean, we're not going to get paid. We're not going to be able to pay it off in the way that we'd like yeah. to, but hopefully mm-hmm. there's a payoff at some point. Uh, for that kind of thing. So, um, and then I think, did we, I mean, we're getting close to talking about the finale, yeah. but when, um, when they finally make, when, uh, Ahsoka finally makes it to Peridia and they're the space whales encounter a fucking minefield. I, um, so I'm watching this entire series with my 14 yeah. year old. Okay. She loves star Wars. She loves Ahsoka. We're going through this. I have to wait for her for every episode. You know, we're going through this absolutely enjoying it and then the whales hit a minefield and i'm like oh my god please don't kill a fucking (laughs) (laughs) it was already like i mean the 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 amazing thing about this location is that the rings are made of the bones of the pergil and this is where they come to die like Uh it's a planet of death that's why they brought thrawn there because it's a planet of death basically um and so it's like god please just do not kill this i know it's disney but please don't kill a whale in space. <laughs> Thankfully, when I texted they, you guys, I'm like, am I about to watch a Star Wars? Right, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to Like, before this, I was like, I was all, ooh, Thrawn, he's the villain. <laughs> the, the elder Mickelson. Ooh. Yeah. And then the minute he's just like, kill the space whale, I'm like, he must die. <laughs> Fuck you, Thrawn. Oh, yeah. You're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, the nice touch of the rings being made up of the, the whale bones and. Yeah, it was great, and, and you know, a good demonstration of, of Thrawn's being the master um, strategist and tactician, um, laying, laying the groundwork for that, um, and just the fact that you know he he would try things, and he's he's like the anti imperial officer because yeah. yeah, he would try something, it wouldn't work, and he'd be like, okay, let's do something else now. Like, oh, we lost a couple yeah. tie fighters. All right, well, acceptable. Right. Now we'll do this. Whereas all the other officers and like every other Star Wars, just like let's keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, our asses kicked by the book. So yeah, well, when Elspeth informs him that 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you, Scott. Go for it. No, it's okay. But that's another thing that makes him that makes him dangerous. Um, and I and I think perhaps maybe a little misunderstood by the the you know general public, whoever they are, uh, <laughs> watching this show. Like, why is he so calm? Like, why doesn't he care? Because like, they're they're used to seeing a certain type of imperial, and Thrawn is not that. Um, so that was that was that was great. Yeah, the, um, yeah. To that point, when Elspeth informs him that Ahsoka was trained by Anakin, he's like, "Oh, he's like, oh. shit." Basically, yeah. <laughs> there's an internal "oh shit" moment. Yeah, he says it several times. Like, there's no. I think in the episode eight, there's going to be no uh, negotiation with the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker, kind of thing. But he uh-huh. switches up his approach as far as trying to locate Ahsoka in the Pergil uh, roundup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that so, was, which is super. And cool. Sorry, and that was like the tiniest falter of the even kill that you were talked about, Scott. Which mm-hmm. it, it's, it, you know, yeah, it's it's one thing to see someone so like angry and deranged, but it's also, I, I think, even more frightening to see someone who, like, again, is so just like, yeah, okay. You know, let's yeah, let's just move on to the next thing. Let's let's figure this out, and you know, like we, yeah, you know, it's all it's yeah. all. He doesn't need to win. He has contingencies. He doesn't need to win every single battle to right. need to still be a few steps ahead, which which he is. I, you know, there's a lot out there about. Um, we're we're going to get to the ending, and yeah. this might be a, a good bridge observation to get us there. Yeah. Um, a lot has been made of, oh, all this unresolved stuff at the end of the show as if no one's ever seen a cliffhanger before. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> is it really is it really unresolved? Like like let's let's go down the list. Um, oh, do you have yes, a list? I want to see I have the a list. list. <laughs> I have a I have a list. Like all the main characters get get what they want or what they need. Yeah. Does does Thrawn escape exile? Yes. Does Sabine find Ezra? Yes. Does Ahsoka get her mojo back? Yes. <laughs> Does um, Ezra get to go home? Yes. Does Morgan Elizabeth be- get to become more powerful? Yes, for about ten minutes. Right. Uh, like, <laughs> and, you know, and does Balin, you know, find or at least get closer to what he's looking for? Yes. Like, and and I, I don't really. It's funny how a lot of our conversations when I come on this podcast are a reaction to. Um, you know, ang- angry YouTubers, but but the people are it's like, oh, there's no payoff, there's no character development. No, that is the that is the definition of character development. Right, like, right, exactly. Place, this is my goal, and then they end and in, in a place, you know, and either the, the goal happens or or either they get what they want or they get what they need. Yeah, and in this instance, like all the main characters, you know, got what they wanted or what they needed. So I thought that was. That was really well done. So let's talk about how everybody ends up. So, um, you know, uh, the one, you know, there's a key moment where, where Sabine um, finally taps into the, the force. Yeah. Um, she's getting choked out and she reaches for the lightsaber. Um, I thought that was, that was well played. It obviously that reminds me of, um, you know, nothing focuses you like about, you know, like, like imminent death. Right. So yeah. like the first time we see Luke use the force, um, is on Hoth when he's about to get eaten by the Wampa. And what does he do? Mm-hmm. You know, he, 
he reaches out and he gets the you know his lightsaber pops into his hand same same thing with ray and in the force awakens like there there was a nice parallel there yeah but like you know she was getting closer and closer she was hearing whispers and then suddenly everything had to focus in that moment and then you know a few minutes later she's able to you know help um help Ezra, you know, jump whatever it was, a hundred feet, you know, to the, to the Star Destroyer. It was, you know, that, that was, that was really cool. So there's another example of a character getting what they want. You know, she's a Jedi now. She's tapped into the force. She has her teacher back. Um, So she ended up in a good place. Uh, Morgan Elsbeth. So she becomes, uh, the the great mothers decide to make her a night sister. Um, and then almost immediately Thrawn says, yeah, you got to go sacrifice yourself to slow everybody <laughs> down, which, um, which sucked because I really wanted to yeah, see, it really sucked. <laughs> I wanted to see that character just unleashed and, um, and, and that, 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 you know, we know about, we know the history of this actress, right? Uh, she's Bruce Lee's god great god goddaughter and like her oh. her her father i think was was someone who who taught bruce lee and she's she's like in uh, yeah. in the martial arts world um she, she's she's a giant and so yeah. i knew like eventually you know she's gonna get and just like that that scene she had in the mandalorian episode with ahsoka and really, yeah you know tremendous white scene i was waiting and waiting wait and waiting for to, to see what she could do and and that that duel did not disappoint she the the great mothers gave her the the blade of Talzin, which is a you know another callback. Such a great deep yeah. cut. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, and it, I was I you know not every lightsaber fight can end in a standoff. We already saw a lot of that in this series. Yeah. Um, but part of me was just hoping that this one would because there was just there was just so much um, potential in that character. So it's, I don't know, maybe, you know, no one ever stays dead in star Wars. So who knows what she happen. might not be dead. The, yeah. the sisters were still chanting and the stormtroopers were still rising. At well, the yeah, and so. we've reached D and D star Wars. <laughs> where we got yeah. necromancers. Well, but, hey, there's literally a spell called green flame blade. Right. In D&D, so well, but, I, yeah, I was, I was hoping we get more of her, but I think she got a good death. If, that is her death. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I do love the the fact that one of one of Ahsoka's lightsabers was cut, and then she ended up the, the dual cut on the chest of <laughs> Morgan Elsbeth at the end. I thought was was really cool and just really done well. Um, but I, I mean, can we assume that in terms of bringing people back to life, like what they were loading onto the the Star Destroyer was? were past night sisters night sisters or or dead stormtroopers or i I would assume you know like um making some unstoppable army of the dead talk about lord of the rings um right right might might be on the agenda for wherever things go next yeah um so i I think that's a safe safe assumption (laughs) yeah i have a couple notes on that one so all of those uh sarcophagus sarcophagi whatever mm-hmm. came out of the temple right right or their fortress mm-hmm. so yeah it's probably a mix of maybe some thrawn people but i don't think he would inter them right sure. so it's got to yeah. be night sisters or night sister adjacent and the one of the things i saw that was interesting online everyone's assuming their their caskets right they all have a lot of them have lights on them so maybe they're like cryo units oh, or sure. something like that so it's possible that 
a majority of them are dead, but some of them might just be night sisters in stasis. So when they finally get back to Dathomir, they can they actually have like the yeah. full on coven going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so here's where um, I kind of got confused because I I kind of just assumed the planet they were on was Dathomir. Mm-hmm. So that's where they go at the end of it. So end, Dathomir the is planet. the night sister mm-hmm. planet, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. this the planet we're on Peridia is where the night sisters came from originally. Okay. And then they came to the Star Wars, the Star Wars galaxy, excuse me, the main galaxy. And mm-hmm. then Dathomir is where they settled there. And Dathomir is also where you get Darth Maul. That's mm-hmm. those are the, the men on Dathomir are Darth Maul, spiky head boys. Yeah. All the ladies are the night sisters typically. Right. Um, yeah. So that that's their whole plan. And that's why they teamed up with Thrawn in the first place and had to use uh, Morgan Elsbeth as the ET phone home lady so she could get to them so they could get back there. Right? Like, we'll help you survive your exile, but if, if you ever leave, you need to help us repopulate Dathomir, because for whatever reason right. they can't fly on the space whales anymore, which would have been awesome. Right. Or maybe they can go in their little mouths like Ahsoka did. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we, we get the... Uh, Ezra gets to go home, uh, he gets off the, the the stolen shuttle in an imperial disguise. Yet another rebels callback because uh, yep. you know it's he uh, <laughs> he was always pulling the Scooby Doo uh, uh, villain <laughs> yeah. on rebels and like dressing up as a stormtrooper. He had a collection of stormtrooper helmets, and then I you know it was just very um, you know emotional reunion with Hera, who's you know like the space mom of the whole rebels crew. Um, right. So that was a big moment for her. Um, but let's talk about uh, uh, Hati and and Balin yeah. for, for a second. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, um, I Nate, can you set up the the, the Balin payoff? Because yeah, I, I'm um, well, I'm so embarrassed to say this. I missed it the first time. I, I didn't. I didn't take in what the what the statue was. And, no and way, really? really? Yeah, oh no, I can't. I, I don't know. I think I was just too. I was too wound yeah. up in the end of the show. Sure. Same. No, totally. Details. And then so I, I, um, I'm like, no, no, that means something. I'll run it back. And then the second time I'm like, yeah. oh, idiot. How could you right. miss? Anyway. Um, so we got, we actually have to back up to episode seven then if we're going to do that. So there's episode seven, there's a, a fight between th- that brings all of the crew back together, right? Yeah. Where, mm-hmm. where Shin and Balin and uh, a bunch of, the stormtroopers, death troopers that were sent out in two of the Imperial like transports go to the turtle circle <laughs> and are basically <laughs> running shit at that point until, you know, that's where Ezra does his, uh, Jeet Kune Do with the force. Yeah. And we've got, um, uh, everyone else going through. And then Ahsoka does the, the low flyby, like drop me off kind of thing. And they fly real who Yang flies the, the ship really low. She does the barrel roll and gets into the fight they all get back together she turns the tide and then she actually offers to have hattie join mm. them um she's like we can i can help you yeah. kind of thing mm-hmm. and she takes off and that's because the night troopers get recalled by thrawn um and he's like we're getting ready to leave kind of thing and they leave her there so she takes off um so now when we're in episode eight at the end of the series uh Earlier, sorry, earlier in episode seven, Balin basically tells Shin that she needs to yeah. walk another path. She's basically trying yeah. to, um, her desire for power and, and that kind of thing is going to lead her towards the Empire. And he has a different path. He wants mm-hmm. to find the beginning of everything to break the circle, basically, and break this loop of recurring 
uh, Jedi Rise and Fall and Empire Rise and Fall kind of thing. So um, then the payoff in episode eight, when we only see him for a brief moment, which is such a disservice. Yeah. I've, there, there has to be stuff on the cutting room floor we could have added to get more of him at the end of this series. But it really, um, to your point earlier, Scott, it, it, it closes the loop on what he's trying to do to a certain degree. And I get why some people would poo poo that, but, uh, it, it's a setup more than anything else. Like it's, this is such a huge moment. And if you don't get it, then Google it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's huge. So we see him basically, um, I'm now I'm drawing a blank. What are the names of the two statues in the, the, the Mortis God? So it's the father, the brother, and the sister. Oh no, I'm sorry. The in the Lord of the Rings, the two, the ones that are uh, stopping. Oh, I forget. I should. Yeah, honest. Joe. Yeah, where? Oh. <laughs> Damn it, Joe. Where are you on this one? Okay. Anyway, so it's a great, great uh, parallel between the two of those, but it's basically giant statue of the father that there's a zoom out and Balin is standing on the outstretched finger of the father basically, which Uh is um, one of the three Mortis gods. Um, You actually see the sun next to him in the pullout. And then if you look closely, it's kind of hard to see actually in the show, there's the destroyed statue of the daughter, sister, the sister who, who represents the the light side of the force the light side of the force right yeah so the the father is the balance the son is the dark and the sister was the light Mm -hmm. or the daughter yeah um she also is the one who sacrificed herself for ahsoka which i think is why the statue is broken and she is represented by the morai which is the owl which is at the very end so we'll right so leave that one alone exactly ahsoka (laughs) sees you know you'd think that oh crap, we're stuck in another galaxy with no way home, and Ahsoka is just very trust in the Force, it's all going to be okay. Then she sees Morai, um, so she knows that the you know the, the, the sister is near, um, or there's some connection to, to Mortis, although I think it's unclear how much Ahsoka remembers, because I think on the Mortis arc and the Clone Wars, I think everybody gets away from there, but they forget everything, as, as I recall. But the uh, so she just gets a vibe that everything's going to be okay, and then of course we get the, um, you know the the uh, Sabine senses a presence as well, who we then find out is is you know Anakin, yeah, his Return of the Jedi stick, uh, hiding in the bushes and smiling as a blue ghost. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so that was uh, yeah, that was an, another another big payoff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, my mind is racing. I, I don't know where, where it's going to go next. I do get the sense that um, I am not a sequel trilogy hater, but the, the criticism that there was no plan is spot on because there wasn't. Um, I get the sense we have a plan. We have a plan for this one. And, um, you know, love it or hate it, there is a plan. And, and, and it, it is mapped out and, and yeah. all the pieces in place. And we know it's going somewhere and there's all kinds of fun speculation um, that, that I'm doing. And, uh, you know, I, I don't like to talk about Star Wars on the Internet because you know why. But, um, <laughs> but, but you a, can talk with yeah, us. Yeah, this is a safe space all. for you. There's a Star. lot of there, there's a, I don't know. My, I'm, I can't wait to see where it goes next. Speaking of next, what do we yeah. know about Skeleton Crew? Anybody? Uh, uh, it's isn't it, yeah, isn't it, I mean, uh, the trailer for the second season is out, isn't it? No, no, we haven't had no, a... No, Skeleton Crew is with Jude Law. 
Oh, that that's right. Action. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Next no. Live um, show is skeleton crew. All I know is I was thinking bad match. I've heard it described as uh, kind of like Stand by Me in Star Wars. So it's a coming of age story, huh. um, yeah. and and but it's not. It's with kids, but it's not like a kids show. Right. And no, not at all. And um, <laughs> and Jude Law is in it. That's all I know. And yeah. and, and I know that it's placed in this time in the same section of time as the rest of um, you know the the man the Mandoverse. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've already confirmed that Ahsoka season two apparently is in the works. Uh, I think the original plan was going to be that we'd go from a so wait, sorry, backing up for a minute, we did skip Thrawn's exposition at the end of the of the series, which was perfect, where Ahsoka is trying to catch up with him and he's like, "Open a chat." Yeah, and basically is like, yeah. "Ha ha!" and yeah. raves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was perfect and it was spot on for Thrawn from the animated series. Obviously, it's the same voice, same uh, same actor, and just perfectly done. Long live the Empire. Yeah. And then gone. <laughs> Deuces. And he leaves. Um, but I think originally the plan was that this series was going to lead to the Thrawn first movie in that Thrawn, potentially a trilogy. Uh, however, I think this it's been flipped now to go to Ep- uh, Ahsoka yeah. season two, which they initially didn't intend to have from what I can tell. Um, it, they were going to use the movies as the next kind of chapters in this. So oh, I thought it was potentially be like trilogy. another, another Mandalorian season. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That was going to fill the gaps that in gonna like some gaps. of the other characters. Maybe, right. you know, and we know that the skeleton crew takes place in the same timeline, but it wasn't necessarily right. developed with the creators of the Mandalorian. I don't think the show has much involvement from Filoni and Favreau, although I'm, I'm sure they all talk to each other and kind of map things out. Right. But, yeah. But um, so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Can't wait to see where it goes next. Um, we have a lot, we have much to look forward to. Um, I, you know, m- maybe some Boba Fett um, redemption. Right. In, in <laughs> us. Uh, the yeah. series sounds really interesting to me. It does look uh, really cool. Yeah. That looks yeah. really good. That's going to be dark as hell. And um, and did you see Better that with the the Lando series that was in development has now been flipped to a, a movie? If you listened to, uh-huh. so yeah, I I get iffy when yeah. I hear new Star Wars movie because they just always seem to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Lando with Donald Glover. I- and his brother running it. Give me a give me all of the okay, tickets. Don't, like I will. <laughs> don't say it's happening until it's in production. Like until mm. like cameras have I run. Mean, yeah, we can get until Kathy Kennedy out of the mix. We'll be they change directors off. halfway through. Then you know it's happening. Right. No. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we hear about a yeah, change in Kathy directors, Kennedy's then we can heavily. bank that a movie's going to come out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Scott. I, I totally, I, I think this was a step in the right direction for star Wars. Like I think, um, you know, going to another galaxy, expanding the universe with the night sisters and, uh, Thrawn and the night troopers and mm-hmm. now shoving them in to the main star Wars galaxy is just, I think a step in the right direction for, the future of star Wars and where it needs to go. And yeah, let 
let speculation start as to what happens next and where it goes next. And, you know, just, just be good. <laughs> just be good mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, you know where it goes next is, uh, God, I hope it goes next. I hope the opening scene is someone saying somehow Thrawn has returned. Right. Yeah. What? Oh, Dameron's dad or something. Right. Like, yeah. Somehow, <laughs> somehow right. Thrawn has returned. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, what did you think? Ahsoka as a whole. I enjoyed it, and uh, I want to see more Night Sisters. I think that was my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. There's a. I have to look up look up the arc um, in the Clone Wars. It's a uh, maybe five or six episodes. Kind of. There's a couple back to back, and then there's a couple that are kind of interspersed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fantastic. Uh, and you'll hate Dooku all the more. <laughs> yeah, like, Dooku and Grievous for what happens to the. the night yeah, exactly. Oh, oh like don't make me hate Grievous. I love Grievous. <laughs> every, uh, don't love Grievous. <laughs> everything. Yeah, I mean, every everything. There's just so many cool things that that have you know their ties back to the Night Sisters, including Darth Maul, uh, Asajj Ventress. Like there's just a lot of cool crossover stories happening there. Yeah. Yeah. There's some of the best lightsaber fights you will ever see occur in that animated series. Like there's a, there's a whole, a fight between the emperor and a couple people that I, I'm sure you guys know about it. I know you, Scott, you know about it, but go look it up. Watch the episode. Yeah. <laughs> if, at least. Cause it's fucking fantastic. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this does make me want to watch the animated series for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I definitely want to go back and and watch it in progression and not, you know, the the sort of essential episodes like I did <laughs> yeah. leading up. There's a lot of it. I mean, the, the machete order for Clone Wars is actually really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. It's it's still a lot. It's still a ton of content. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if you can make it through supernatural multiple times joe you can love this <laughs> and i'll say well, I'll I, gotta, you... I gotta finish critical role first so ah, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. i'll give you the same advice i give everybody who wants to check out the animated series is um one one good way to think about it is is the you know the harry potter movies started out for a young audience and then aged with that audience and got progressively darker mm-hmm. yeah. and more mature i feel like the clone wars does something similar the first 100%. season and a half, two seasons or so, skews kind of young, still fun, still Star Wars, but um, it it really starts to pick up its stride and and feel like the just kind of like you know darker, more down to earth, um, so to speak, in 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 season three, and then it finishes as strong as probably has the best finish of any Star Wars series. Um, yep. that, that final arc is is jaw dropping. Rebels, same yeah. thing. I remember watching it back in the day, bef- in the days before streaming, when I was like, I don't know about this show. It's a wisecracking kid, and blah, 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 blah. but again, like you just you stick with it, and and it, it ages with you, and it gets better as it goes on. So, I would I would just say if you if you find yourself three episodes in scratching your head, just be, be patient, stick with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> give it a chance. It's totally worth yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Nate, final final thoughts on Ahsoka. I mean, it was shit. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I loved it. It's it's fantastic, and being a huge fan of Rebels um, in the Clone Wars, it really 
it, you don't have to have seen any of those to to really love this series. But if you have, yeah. it's a love letter. Obviously, it's a continuation, and and the directors kind of across the board nailed it uh, in each and every episode. There wasn't, I don't think there was any weak episodes. It was yeah. very hard to. I found myself leapfrogging over episodes like, oh, now that's my new yeah. favorite. Oh, now that's my new favorite. Oh, no. And it's such a great problem to have. And uh, yeah, it's absolute joy to, to go through the series, especially with my daughter and and um, and seeing her enjoy it and, and kind of have the same kind of reactions. C-3PO walks in. We're both like, what yeah. the fuck, C-3PO? You know, like, yeah. It really was Anthony Daniels, by the way. Yeah, I saw the yeah. picture of him back just in the, the armor. I love yeah. that. I, just yeah. incredible that he still fits in it and that he's still willing to do that. <laughs> I know. Of course. Yeah. And that's not easy. Cause you know, he was kind of like, he had to like look up at the, the council. Like that's not an easy position to put your body in wearing a suit like that. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uncle Tony. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very well cast. I mean, we got, um, you know, it's it's sad um, that that's the last we'll see of Ray Stevenson as, yeah. as Balin's Skull. But what what an epic last scene! It was oh, almost man. like this, just really poetic goodbye. Um, yeah, I've never seen this. You know, Natasha Lou Bordizzo and anything before. I hope we see more of her as an actress. Yeah, really impressed with her. Um, uh, Ivana Sakno, the Shin Hati was, was really interesting and engaging. I hope we see more of her. Yeah. Um, and, uh, who, who am I leaving out? Um, uh, there was one other, oh, oh, of course we can't forget, uh, Iman, um, Iman, what's his last name? Um, uh, Iman Isfandi, as Iman Isfandi, um, as Ezra. With the Fremen eyes. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah yeah the contacts were a little dodgy yeah, okay, yeah. The, the, hmm. his blue eyes were a little unbelievable but whatever yeah thron can have those red eyes he can have the blue ones um so yeah well we'll see what 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 he's got in in him as an actor maybe he'll branch out and do some other things i don't know yeah i don't know um but but it was great um in the star mm-hmm. wars tradition of casting you know unknown talent into a huge epic production yeah. and, and hopefully, um, you know, launching some careers. Yeah. These are talented folks. Yeah. Yep, yeah. It's definitely exciting to see where, where they go from here. If not in just Ahsoka season two and beyond, you know, uh, the, the greater star Wars universe, but yeah, just in general, just to see them out there in general will be great. So speaking, speaking of Balin recasting, Typically, it seems like it kind of has to happen to continue the story of that character. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any thoughts? Because the internet has some good ones, like Graham McTavish, uh, I thought was an amazing oh, wow. one, even though obviously you'd have to wear a wig. Yeah. Um, what were the other ones? I saw... Gerard uh, Butler, I saw. Gerard Butler, oh, I saw. Uh, Leif Schreiber, I saw. Leif Schreiber? Like, interesting. That's, that's, that's <laughs> He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, Leif yeah, Schreiber yeah. Would, would, would nail it. Yeah, and that, yeah. no disrespect to the other people being kicked around, but Lee Schreiber doesn't—he right. yeah. doesn't miss. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's, he's like the—you know what he is? Lee Schreiber's like the Gene Hackman of his generation. Like even when he shows up in a <laughs> right. movie, yeah, he makes it watchable, right? And, and he, yeah. So he's—he's he's like this. He's like the yeah. 
He's the 21st century. I'm so excited to see him as Sabretooth in Deadpool. Yeah. You cannot. It's, it's not confirmed officially, but he's going to be fucking in that yeah. movie. You know this. It's going to be so yeah. good. All right. Um, um, I have to bid you a Swiss fondue, as our old yeah. co-worker Greg Walker used to say, uh, Andy. <laughs> I bid you a Swiss fondue. Uh, I've got kids to put to bed. Of um, course. But this, this has been a hoot. Um, may the force be with uh, two out of the three of you. <laughs> we'll leave it to the rest of the podcast to find out which two of those are. Scott, thanks so much. Wait, what? Thanks so much for coming on. Um, when uh, when Skeleton Crew comes out, uh, we'll get you back on and we can talk Skeleton Crew. Okay. Awesome, Love man. It. Love you, buddy. Bye. Take care. Bye. Good to see you. Bye, yeah. Thank you, Darth Butt. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, so that, that can close the book on Ahsoka for now. I'm sure as, uh, season two starts to ramp up, we will talk about that, uh, until the cows come home. Did, did we get your overall impression? Uh, I, th- I mean, I thought that was a, p- a parent. I, again, I, what everybody else said, <laughs> no, I, I, again, I, I, this put me in a spot with star Wars where to Scott's point, like, what's going to happen with Balin next season? Like how are Ahsoka? How is, how is the group going to get home? Like what, you know, I know why they're going to Dathomir. Like what's going to happen when they get to Dathomir and oh like stuff. Start- Please let them, they might resurrect Darth Maul. Uh, you shit. know, let's like, yeah, let's go. bring them back a third time. <laughs> Come on. You know, like, yes. Um, so, and that's, again, that's the exciting thing for me is that this, this didn't try to hammer home a, a sort of a pre-existing Star Wars story, uh, although it, it expanded upon Rebels, I think, in the perfect way to, you know, to, to Joe's point, like, I want to go and watch Rebels now, right? You know, like, yep. it, it, it brought me sort of back into, okay, there's there are still really really good stories out there to be told in the Star Wars universe. It's so funny. yeah, and I'm give Filoni control of Star right. Wars. Right, yeah, and yeah. I'm no, and I'm definitely excited to see. And and to Scott's point earlier, like you have a lot of these actors that didn't necessarily have the best experience uh, starting their characters out, but are willing to come back because the stories are just that good, you know, and you know, like they could easily say no, right. And not do this, but then you read the story and you realize this is, this is what the character should have, or this is where the character should be now. And this is what I want to, you know, so I just, it's really cool to have the legacy actors come back in, uh, re-represent these characters in this story, which I think Dave Filoni has written really, really well. So I'm just, again, super excited for the future of Star Wars from here. Just stop announcing fucking movies until they're in production. (laughs) How do you really feel about that? Because (laughs) I'm telling you right now, the Ray movie does not get made. Oh, the The Ray movie uh, will not get made order or whatever. Won't get made. Not going to happen. I don't think not so. Not going to happen. Um, uh, I will bet $5 right I now. I mean, that is pretty far down the line because you've got, what, Taika Waititi has a series or has a Yeah, movie. that's not going to happen either. Uh, there's also, what's the <laughs> other guy? Stop announcing. They need to stop announcing shit. <laughs> and literally announce it 
when the little thing and it's written on the thing like click okay we're filming it now we can announce it because we've paid Wait. for it what's it called the thing on the, the clapper thing. the what <laughs> yeah the whacking stick <laughs> marker <laughs> the thwack uh, the thing on the thing is so great for the people listening <laughs> yeah. to this and you're doing you're i know like air writing right <laughs> like, you know the, the thing, thing on the, the thing with, with the thing, the, thing. Oh. <laughs> the and, and cut the thing. and cut <laughs> yeah yeah we are talking about C-3PO and Scott said, thanks, Uncle Tony. And I could not help but think, like, can we get Tony Soprano voicing C-3PO I know, right? in all of the Star Wars stuff? <laughs> all right. That'd be fucking great. Yeah. There's fucking droids away. Um, I know all the languages. Right. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Um, so let's. How many languages do you know? Enough. enough. <laughs> I know enough. <laughs> um. We uh, let's jump into our segments. However, uh, so our next cast will be the Halloween Horror Cast, and uh, like we did last year, uh, we are going to give Nate three movies to watch, and uh, we are going to get his reaction. We should end with along. Should end with this with Steve Palika, <laughs> Mister Soup himself. <laughs> Uh, coming on the cast and letting us know what he's watching. Uh, those three movies have been chosen. So if you want to play along with us and come back in on uh, October 25th, something like yeah. that. So uh, we should or, end with this, really. But yeah, okay. or I, or might be we might be back on Tuesdays because 24th, 24th, I believe. So yeah, we'll be recording. We'll be over. recording on the 24th. We will launch on the uh, 27th. But if you want to. Uh, yeah. If you want to play along with us and watch and then listen to us on the 27th uh the three movies are uh nowhere on netflix uh the angry black girl and her monster which is on shutter uh and then uh <laughs> blood and honey <laughs> yeah uh which uh you can watch on the cock <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why didn't we end the podcast? I, well, no, I just I, I just um, wanted to put that out there before we start talking about uh, uh, the well, before we go into the horror corner and stuff like that. So again, <laughs> if you want to play along, watch those movies, and uh, we will be uh, back on the twenty seventh uh, talking about all those movies. And Nate will go through his experiences watching horror movies again this year. It's the best time of the year. Yeah, <laughs> X out of ten. Really. Uh, X out of ten side kittens. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, be prepared with your ratings, yeah. folks. Um, so, Joe, it is that time of year. Uh, give us the horror corner. What's what's going on? Uh, so uh, tomorrow we get the Fall of the House of Usher, yes. the new uh, Mike Flanagan series on Netflix, which I cannot wait for. Yeah, more of Rahul Kohli. <laughs> <laughs> You mean he stopped painting long enough right. to uh, <laughs> painting his Warhammer minis long enough to act? <laughs> yep, a miracle. So, um, and they actually, I I haven't confirmed this, but I saw on Twitter they uh, somebody said they released the first eight minutes of the first episode. Okay, so you I think can go watch that right now, which I'll go check out after we wrap up here. Nice, <laughs> nice. nice. Um, so I ended up watching, uh, the last voyage of the Demeter. Ooh, how was that? It was really good. Okay. It was, it's, uh, if, uh, you want Dracula on a pirate ship, that's exactly what you're going to get. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Where'd you and, watch that? 
Was that on the? Uh, this is Netflix? both of these are from uh, Mr. Soup. So okay, okay, yeah, I really want to watch that. Yeah, yeah, um, really, really good. And um, yeah, uh, he uh, did not keep the ship only free of rats, but free of pretty much everything else. <laughs> I was say, please, please, no spoilers. I would like right. to watch it. I know, no spoilers, but. Um, <laughs> Like throughout the first part of the movie, it's it's the story is basically you know the ship that takes Dracula from Transylvania to London, right? And um, when they're loading the ship, all I can think of is uh, Keanu Reeves oh. and uh, that horrible <laughs> yeah. accent, just moving boxes of decrepit earth. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, really good. Um, a little violent. Okay. And a uh, little uh, yeah. small trigger warning. Um, the, some animals don't make it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you, right. if you uh, have animal you death. You mean people? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care about yeah, people we dying, expect animals die. Yeah, really animals die. Yeah. yeah, people suck. Animals yeah, are kill good. all the people. Fine. Yeah. But spare the animals. Kill all the people. <laughs> Somebody grab that. Song. Right. <laughs> Can that be the intro to her horror? Corner? Yes. Like we'll have a Vincent Price laugh, and then her going, "Kill all the yeah. people." Fine. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yep. And uh, then I also watched uh, "Talk to Me." Oh, how was the that? New, uh, that was also really, really good. Okay, I've been wanting that to one, see that. There's some side kittens involved, man. Because that. <laughs> There's like not not too weird, but just a very visceral couple of gory scenes okay. where it's just like, oh, I got, I felt that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> that's but, um, how. Yeah, I, that's how I felt watching Nowhere. Just FYI. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's a really interesting take on. Um, like the seance possession thing okay. of you know it's a they get a. a embalmed hand of a dead person and it's like becomes kind of like a a college game of just like you know hold the hand and oh, talk to the dead and, yeah you know and it all goes horribly wrong of course like it always does like don't mess with dead things right Duh. <laughs> yeah but yeah uh, really good check that out that one other that also was from mr soup server okay but it is coming to netflix in like a couple weeks okay so. Nice. It'll be on Netflix. But yeah, that's uh, my horror corner for the week. Okay, uh, let me pen. <laughs> let me pen a little bit. Um, I've got some yeah. too. Or, so, uh, uh, Nate, I know you watched this totally killer on Amazon Prime. Ah, this is so was so good. much fun. It is a great mix of sci-fi and horror, um, yeah. and uh, really just sort of uh, plays on almost a a what if back to the future had a horror element to it right yeah it's back to the future and right Scream. yeah it's <laughs> basically what it is it's so right good. yeah um and it's it's so good i i uh, yeah i didn't like it just it seemed the 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 trailer painted i i think an okay picture of the movie but i the movie is just such it's such a great payoff um yeah, and uh yeah so this is I, I i put in our chat that this was extra credit so if we want to talk more on this next week joe after you get a chance to to watch it i think it would be good yeah. i think you would love this and i think it would be great um oh, okay yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, of course I did the uh, extra credit. Yeah, it's first. A wonderful. I know you. Golf club. I know you watched Golf this club. with Addie. What did she think of it? Jeez, I mean, she loved it. She watched all the Fear Streets, and I had no okay. idea because <laughs> she's pretty young for those movies. Yeah. I mean, fourteen is fourteen is uh, older than it was when we were right. fourteen. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Even though we got the R-rated stuff under the the access to information and imagery is just. Astounding yeah. the way the things are different. Um, she absolutely loves nice. it. I laughed way too much, <laughs> like cackling as a parent. Sure. Uh, but then also she was having a blast with it. She okay. loved it. Um, uh, small disclaimer, uh, far too many blowjob jokes right. for me to be watching this with my 14 year old. As soon as, as soon uh, as I told you it was okay, <laughs> to, like she'll, no, she'll probably be okay. And then I thought of that scene and I'm like, oh crap. Oh Do I say God. anything? That scene, there are several. <laughs> <laughs> it's not one scene. Oh my God. There, I need to do it like a clicker counter. Right. On, Joe, if you watch it, count how many times they say BJ or blowjob. Right. <laughs> like it's, I, I'm it's sorry, Nate. She, several dozen. Yeah. She's 14 in this day and age. She <laughs> knows Joe, what a blowjob is. Shut <laughs> your fucking hole, Joseph. <laughs> oh I hate God. to break it to you. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing this. <laughs> love <you for> this. <laughs> um, I love you, Jesus. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, um, but a fantastic movie. Recommend it to anyone, especially yeah. people that that are like horror adjacent. Uh, like totally. Myself. Totally. Yeah. Um, another movie on Amazon Prime that we watched, uh, Unhuman, which is a, a a sort of a interesting take on. It's not a new take on zombies. It's just a, a fun sort of zombie-esque story without mm. giving too much away. So cool. it's once when you get the sort of the reveal of what's happening in the movie, you're just like, it's pretty damn brilliant. Mm. It's good. I nice. liked it. So um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was a really good watch and um, I, not too many recognizable actors in this, but it's it's it was such a good movie. Um, uh, and then VHS eighty five. Uh, I love the VHS series. Um, and again, it's, it's sort of the found footage, but uh, you know, but in a obviously they're scripted little segments, and there were five uh, five really great segments. This came out I think a couple weeks ago. This is on Shutter, by the way. Uh, VHS eighty five. It's really good. It's one. It's one of the stronger. Um, one of the the stronger sort of uh, um, VHS movies and uh, really great interconnected segments. So, if you want some fun little little jump scare things, they're really really good. Um, yeah, that's what I need to catch. Oh, up on. dude, um, it's it's great. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my that's my uh, appendage to the uh, the horror corner there. Is Gen V horror, Jason? Because I was going to bring that up on the watch list. (laughs) I figured, yeah. yeah. I have a watch list as well. Um, I don't think I have anything else for that. Okay, so so let's jump right into the RR watch list. And again, keeping with Amazon Prime, yeah, Gen V is such a great show. We're we're one episode behind right now. So, but man, like, it's, it's, I did I, again. You sort of worry about these spinoff shows being as good as the original, um, and I think Gen V's on par right now. Like it's easily really, yeah. really good. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, I think this is this is well cast. Uh, I love all the actors in it. I think they're playing really well. Um, the story's great. Uh, bringing everything along. Uh, yeah, I just we can't get enough of the show right now. Like it's we. It took us a while to start it, but since we've started it, it's been we don't have anything to watch or if something hasn't come out yet. Like we're watching it <laughs> like it's on. Yeah. Um, and so we're probably going to take in episode five tonight, um, which is great. Uh, Nate, what do you, what do you think about Gen V so far? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I love the new power sets oh, they've yeah. added. I love the fact that that's, it's incredibly inclusive on purpose, right. which uh, is amazing. Yeah. Um, I also love that uh, it, there's some obvious things that, happen some things that you don't think would happen <laughs> right. but then i mean uh it's a boy it's a it's a the boys show so there's gonna be dicks right. everywhere yeah. uh and if you're there for the dicks you're gonna be right. satisfied because yeah there's a lot of a lot of tally whackers <laughs> wagon um yeah uh is this big to you i mean relatively. right yeah, uh, so good yeah it's fucking good. Joe, have you watched any of this? Yet? I haven't watched it yet. Oh my God, Joe, you got to watch it. It's fucking yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, I love that they, some of the power sets they've added. I just said that. Um, yeah, I, I do love the, uh, there's kind of a cloak and dagger element yeah. to it as well. Um, I don't want to say anything too much of that spoiling because it's, it's fantastic. So definitely yeah. watch it. It's worth the watch. Sure. Yeah. I, I, amidst all the horror you're watching, Joe, if you get a chance to catch up on Gen V, uh, do it. Because it would... <laughs> that is on the list, and Loki's on okay, the list. Okay. Yeah. It, it would be. <laughs> yeah, it would be great to um, to talk Gen V with you once you once you get around to it. Um, yeah. Uh, also on Amazon, Wheel of Time, <laughs> dude. Oh, the so season good. was so great. Um, it was really good. I think it was better I than the first season. I think it season. was as well. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, just the, the again, the natural progression of these characters that we that we learned about in the first season uh, just come around and everything just really ties the fucking room together. <laughs> um, yeah, the stakes get raised like crazy. Yeah. There's struggle and strife and oh, oh, yeah man, again really the, the 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 vfx are fucking perfect and on par Fantastic. and um but yeah character development is really great across the board oh yeah too. i mean there's a lot of main characters in this for a right reason, uh and they all get their kind of come up and so. yeah yeah i don't i don't know that anybody feels sort of underplayed or underused um no, not at all the uh, uh, and I, I, I try to be as vague as I can here, but the um, the uh, breaking episode of the girl in the cell, yeah, like, yeah, dude, give them both awards. Yeah. That was just, yeah, if so you good. if you have any issues with interrogation, avoid oh it. man, <laughs> like. But that Fantastic. that episode was uh um sort of on par with the uh um the cafe episode of the sandman like it was the series mm -hmm. was really good like up into that point but then like you get to that episode and you're just like oh my god like yeah they took a leap forward in that yeah <laughs> I, I i mean and just to spend so much time with those characters just to really drive that home was so goddamn good so um yeah man wheel of time if you haven't watched it j jump on it because it's it's some of the best tv out there right now yeah yeah um let me jump over to netflix real quick uh the live action one piece 
Ah, that's it's amazing. So good. <laughs> I didn't watch the animated series. Addie and I watched it, and it's so so. Yeah, we good. didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't watch. I had no reference from the animated series either. And it's one of the things that's so great about this is that sometimes when you bring anime into live action, they try to ground it and make it make it seem like it can be real. Like they don't. No, they don't do that here. Like it is clearly an anime series being just fraught in live action yeah. and exactly. they um yeah. uh they put together some really great practical sets the restaurant was a practical set yeah which was incredible um the main actor he was in the imperfects which was another really great episode he played a, a werewolf in there the guy who plays monkey d luffy um and so we knew him from that but man he is like so charismatic so great like so perfect as the lead but man this was like this is such a great 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 show so if you like anime style and you want this just fantastical story it's so good and it's again it was one of those shows that just immediately shot to the top of our list and put everything else on hold um it was that good um yep. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's going on the list too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's anime pirates in live action. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm still butthurt for Cowboy Bebop, so I'm just oh, like, yeah, I'm you're gonna just, have to I'm let that little, one. I'm a little like just fucking One Piece. You're gonna have to Adina Manzel. Yeah. You're gonna have to Adina Manzel. Right. Show, yeah. <laughs> just let it go. Uh, yeah, no, Joe, this this won't disappoint in any way, shape, or form. Like, it's yeah. so good and just so well done. Uh, and again, uh, it's just really well written and put together. So it's it's fantastic. Um, uh, moving on to Hulu, uh, Only Murders in the Building, season three. Such a great season. Paul Rudd, fantastic in this. Um, oh, man, it's it's so good. And I mean, Steve Martin, Martin Short. They, they they're like these roles were just like they're perfect for him so so much fun and then uh american horror story delicate started uh, a couple episodes in um so far so good uh eerily creepy and uh um doing doing very well so we're only a couple episodes in there so there's not too much to report on that yet but so far so good I like what i'm watching uh paramount plus we're cruising through star trek lower decks uh, such a strong season. Ah, that's yeah, right. I forgot about. So well that. done. I think I started. It. Um, and yeah, that's 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 it for my watch list. Nate, what do, what do you got on yours? Yeah, so I've been voraciously consuming content this month. Apparently, <laughs> um, I went. I'm uh, one episode behind on the Continental, which is the new series in the John Wick universe, but like in the '60s. Uh, fantastic. Watch that. It's really good. Um, let's see. We did the one piece. We talked about totally killer. Uh, Addie and I went and saw the creator and oh, nice. fantastic. I think we talked about this last time, but, um, yeah, fantastic movie worth seeing in the theater. Um, but also felt like it was the sequel or the end of a trilogy, uh, with, um, it kind of expected a lot, um, like that you would know a lot of things ahead of time oh, and sure. really skipped over a bunch of stuff. And it wasn't even a really long movie. Like it could have been a three hour movie and it would have filled a lot of those gaps, yeah. but um, yeah, visually stunning. Apparently the director shot it on like a $5,000 camera, which is 
you know, a 10th of what a camera would yeah. cost, uh, not even a 10th, uh, 1% of what an IMAX camera costs. Um, but it looks fantastic and the world's amazing. So yeah. hopefully we'll get some kind of prequel or something else in that world. Um, definitely worth watching, but the, the edits were weird and there's a bunch of, bunch of stuff I could talk about, but we'll, we'll keep yeah. it short. Um, talked about wheel of time fan fucking tastic. I consumed that yeah. so quickly. I think that was a couple days maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and then got through that season. Um, uh, let's see. What is the covenant on prime also? Um, we talked about that before, I think. Oh, is this the, uh, uh, the, the wiki wiki spinoff? Um, yeah, we yeah, talked we about did. that already. No, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Okay. Yeah, we All talked right. about that. Really, yeah, great movie. Um, with Jake Gyllenhaal. We talked about yeah. that, I think, on the last yeah. pod. Um, what else did I have on this list? We did the One Piece, the Continental. Oh, Foundation. Oh, good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, man. I can't believe I slept on this show. Um, After how long of me tooting it I know. on our podcast? I know. I mean, not that long compared to some of the other stuff, but for a long time you dude were come like, on dude you gotta watch it dude you gotta watch it dude you gotta watch it i i'm kind of glad i didn't because i was able to consume two seasons <laughs> in under a week <laughs> this is the this is the show that was like I just want yeah I, I gotta go to sleep but just right uh, i gotta go to sleep and just it it's so uh, it's like mind-blowing sci-fi yeah. And I know it's based on like some of the original sci-fi from the fifties, yeah, sixties. Yeah. Asimov. Isaac Asimov. Yeah, Asimov's right. It, it, they actually referenced the three laws of robotics yeah. in it, which is great. Um, it, it it's like redefining sci-fi for me. Honestly. I mean, it's so fucking good. It, it is. It it doesn't like. There's there's no other show that really like it out there. You know, yeah, I, I haven't seen acting like this uh, ever. Right. <laughs> maybe like I don't. I mean, across the board too, but specifically with a, a couple of the main actors. Yeah. Obviously, I have to look it up again. But um, it's it, man. So I started watching this with okay. Addie, and we the first yeah. episode, and we really liked it. And she's like, "Okay, this is going to be our new mm -hmm. show." It's like, "Okay," and then she was gone, and then she came back. <laughs> And no, no, okay. hang on. I, I didn't watch okay. any. She All came right. back and then uh, I was like, Addie, we should watch more of that foundation show. It was really good. She's like, yeah, you know, I'm not really feeling it. Just, you know, like wishy-washy teenager. Like, okay. Um, and so like I was it. like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I fucking steamrolled through it. She came in, it must've been, she got out of the shower or something <laughs> like that on a Thursday. Uh, no, it was like Tuesday or something. And I was in season oh, two. Oh yeah. And <laughs> She's like, wait, you're watching this show without me <laughs> thinking it was like episode oh, two. Oh no. You're like, you said you didn't want to watch it. And when it. I told her, when I told her it was the second season, she got like angry. Oh crying. no. Like angry. <laughs> like she teared up, but angry tears. Oh you know? dude. Like, <laughs> this was <sighs> like, wait, what? You, you didn't want to, I tried to get you yeah. to watch it. You didn't you want, you didn't want this was going to be our show. <laughs> um, Yeah. Fuck. I mean, there's some stuff in there that's not, very appropriate but it's it's really yeah. the story is so fantastic and it's so well done and it's such a it's one of those shows that if you like you feel lesser if i hadn't watched this like something was missing sure. 
Does no, it make absolutely. sense? Like it's that it's that fucking yeah. good. And some the acting is like okay, so the only thing I really remember of Lee Pace is Ronan, right. the accuser from Marvel yeah. shit, right? The guy plays himself in several different iterations across several different generations and is just oozing gravitas all over the place. Gross. <laughs> Gross than I meant it to be. Um, literally and figuratively. Uh, and is fantastic. But he is the least of the bright lights no. in this show. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is not. He's the headliner. He is not the right. star. If that makes yeah. sense, like uh, Laura, Laura Bim, Bryn, Bryn, Biren, Laura Biren, Demizal, Dem, Demizal, oh yeah, whatever. the Handmaiden, oh uh, dude, as some of the best acting I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, um, Aaliyah Harvey as Salvor, oh. uh, Lou Labelle as as Galdornik, and obviously Jared Harris as Harry Seldon. Uh, uh, yeah. There isn't, I can't say enough. It, this it's, if you don't watch this, you're going to be missing right. out. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't form words. It's no, it, it just fucking watch it. <laughs> Give it one episode. And you'll be yeah. <laughs> I, no, I totally agree. And I, I just, again, it's, it's such an expansive world. Uh, you know, it's, and it's such a, it's such a, uh, in a way, a singular story, that that reaches so many people in so many different ways and everybody's yep. everybody's got stake in it you know i mean it, it, to say it's game of thrones in space is is a disservice almost it's 100 yeah, percent. it's, it's yeah. better <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it, it's game of thrones and dune <laughs> and every other uh, amazing generationally spanning right know, intrigue it's it's it, it's space. all the best it's all the best parts of those shows like wrapped into one and and yeah. like just executed on the absolute just like highest level so thank you for watching it like thank you for coming yeah, in like, well and, and i got a shout out i got a shout out any awesome because she was on that also. oh yeah like yeah you really should watch this and i don't remember if she pulled it because you listen to the podcast i'm not sure if she pulled it off your reco uh -huh. or if she had watched it already but man. yeah uh, yeah dude yeah. it's it's just like oh man yeah there's a oh my god there's a one star review from three <laughs> years ago uh jeremy baker fuck yeah. you <laughs> That's Jane Silent Bob is ass. <laughs> Are you Jeremy Baker from IMDb? All right, listen, we're gonna yeah, go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a uh, soap in a sock, yeah. and we're gonna hold you down and beat you to right. death with it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, fantastic show. Uh, it's on Apple TV. Fucking yeah. watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Minute. Oh shit, I gotta talk some more. Um yeah, Marvel just fired the writers of Phase Five's biggest new show. <laughs> they basically uh what appears to have happened is that Kevin Kevin Feige was uh, able to uh, review all of the stuff they had shot for Daredevil Born Again and said, Nope, this isn't cutting it you're fired. 
and they're going to basically redo all of Daredevil Born Again, which um, apparently they were halfway done with the 18 episodes. No. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently they were shooting a law procedural like She-Hulk. Oh. When anyone who is coming to a Daredevil show from like, especially if they'd watch Netflix, it's like an action right. drama. It's amazing. Um, and this is after they've already confirmed that uh, Jessica Jones is yeah. going to be in it. John Bernthal's Punisher is going to be in it. Like there's a, it's going to be fantastic. They're basically going to continue the show from Netflix. Um, and Kevin Feige is like, no, this isn't cutting it. They, they're really trying to crack down on quality control Good apparently for him, because man. it's gotten, gotten yeah. loose. Yeah. So it's going to delay everything, but I'm yeah. glad um, I didn't, I would not have wanted to see a fucking Alan McBeal version of that. Especially 24 episodes <laughs> of one, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it gets back on track and they really should take their cues from the Netflix show. The Netflix show was fucking fantastic. Um, what else do we got here? Uh, Deadpool three slated to release in theaters, May 3rd, 2024, uh, most likely going to get pushed, but that's the official date that they just released. Um, all kinds of stuff flying around about who's going to be in it. And it's basically going to be everyone. It looks like it's going to be everyone who's ever been in a Fox. (laughs) Yeah anything they literally kill 20th century fox's logo in the movie apparently oh, it's in like some alt world um there apparently is going to be some tie-in with loki uh season two potentially so we'll see how that ends up um but, 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 oh, that was the other thing for the watch list was loki season two we'll talk about it at the end um hmm. <laughs> will moon knight season two be made a short version of that is no Apparently that was uh, all of the Marvel shows in this phase were meant to just be a one and done with the exception of Loki. So uh, he really wants to make it. This is the executive producer slash director really wants to make another season. Um, People have been asking for it. They left it on a really good cliffhanger. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see more of it. It probably won't be in its own thing. Might be continued in some kind of crossover other TV thing or maybe a what Sure, like they'll salt and pepper him in the other into other shows and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, potentially. I think that would make a lot of yeah. sense, um, especially if they start doing like Dark Suns. Oh, sure. Um, and that kind of thing, which would be super yeah. cool. So um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, since everyone's talking about Taylor Swift <laughs> <laughs> lately and Travis Kelsey, um, there's a, a couple pictures from that uh, luxury box where she showed up to watch Travis Kelsey play football that sparking rumor she's going to be in Deadpool three because it's her and Ryan Reynolds and Hugh right. Jackman and the director of Deadpool yeah. three in the <laughs> same room. So, um, uh, big ups to Dazzler potentially in the MCU, which would make so much sense because she's a singer that can control light in fucking Marvel. So there you go. It'd be kind of be perfect. Um, Addie's all about the Tay Tay. So there you go. Um, Two points off for saying Tay Tay. (laughs) No, I I get so many more points in the real world than that is worth on the podcast. I get it. I bought her tickets to go see the movie experience because I can't afford three thousand dollars a seat to see the actual show. So I I sent her and her mom are gonna go do that for that's gonna be fun. Um it's like she asked me if I wanted to go and I really should go and I want to experience that with her. But um, a theater full of tweens for three and a half hours singing Taylor <laughs> Swift 
uh, just kill me ahead of time now, just now, just do it, Joe. Please, I'll look at the flowers right. and yeah. you can. Yeah, it'll be over. Um, so they're gonna have a good time with that. Uh, let's see. So the Agatha Harkness series got renamed again. <laughs> it's expected to land next September. Uh, Agatha, the Darkhold Diaries. <laughs> it sounds like it's. What the fuck is that supposed to be? 16 candles. I know, is, it, uh, is it a CW show now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, it, it, they keep adding new actresses and new actors to it. It sounds amazing. Uh, it looks like it's going to take place right after the multiverse of madness or whatever with the Scarlet Witch um, dying, which she didn't die, but uh, and go from there kind of Agatha without her powers and figuring it out. So cool. I, I'm down for all that. Um, Let's see. Uh, and then fi- finally, there's not a lot of news yeah. really for the last couple of months uh, because of the strike, I guess. So Marvel Studios, uh, via a recent copyright filing, confirmed that Sasha Baron Cohen uh, has been is part of the main cast of the Ironheart series. And everyone is uh, Mephisto, apparently, oh. is is what he's going to play. So that was uh, speculation for a long time, but they finally confirmed that he's actually in the MCU, which I'm... Uh, that an ass, <laughs> and uh, that's it. Loki. Oh, and Loki. Loki yeah, season two on. started. Um, I fell asleep three times. What in the first episode? What? Yeah, I was so. I was. Were really you time tired, slipping? Man. I was up. <laughs> Nate I was, was time yeah, slipping. Five thirty in the morning. Yeah, it was not a good thing. Um, I rewatched it. It's it really is. good. It's uh, it's amazing, and uh, we get short yeah. round uh, <laughs> in the MCU. So, um, worth it just there. Uh. But yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. So excited that Addy and I planned our day yesterday around Loki because Tuesday. It's Thursday. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're both like, she gets out of the shower. We're ready to go. All right. Click one episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ahsoka oh was Tuesday. <laughs> Loki is Thursday. All right. Uh, no. <laughs> killed me. Anyway. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah so what did you guys think of Ahsoka Uh, how do you think this sits in Star Wars the Star Wars universe so far is Star Wars back are we good let us know in the comments you can find us on Facebook at the rum and regret podcast you can find us on Twitter at rum underscore regret Uh, you can also find us on other socials Instagram TikTok everywhere look for us Uh, Joe where can they find you at Joe Chickadee on the socials or at JoeChickadee.com. Nate, where can they find you? Yeah, Avid Gamer, AV1D Gamer on all the socials and your gaming platforms of choice. Yeah, uh, Crazy Drake on on PS here. Come fight me in Mortal Kombat 1. I'm there. <laughs> See if you can beat my Johnny Cage. Um, uh, you can find me. <laughs> you can be my, find me on Crazy Drake at Facebook, Andrew Drake on Twitter. And until the next time, we have spoken. I was going to give you a little Marvel this time, Nate. That's. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs>